What's up, everybody? Thanks for listening to the Fatim and Friends podcast. I'm your host, Adam Tiller. I want to say thanks to everyone listening. As a reminder, please follow us on Instagram at FNFPod. Also follow our cartoon on Instagram at Beefcake and Butterball. Please share this podcast with a friend to help us reach new listeners. For all their content, go to adamtillercomedy.com. We're going to be doing a bonus episode tonight with a good friend of mine, Mike DeVore. It's been a little while since he's come on. Mike's been working on a bunch of animation projects and um, just, you know, being a great big fat person. So I'm excited to have him on. I'm going to bring him in right now. Thanks. It's been a short ride, but man, it's been a crazy one. The shit we seen and overcame and all of it has made us some hell of a bunch of kids of stories for the ages of how the hell we got here. You can read it in the pages of receipts and tweets and poems that we left along the way. Every day is something new. I see the look on mama's face. I know this world is sick and it's twisted. The kids never listen. My prince in the system invents on a pistol. I never seen him use it, but he pulled it out a couple times. How you doing? Good. I'm good, man. I'm good, dude. How are you doing? Finally, we can record a podcast together. I, I know. It's been too long. Um, we were supposed to, but some shit happened. And yeah, you know, I had to get a substitute. <laughs> <laughs> safety protocols weren't met. Uh, you know, it was uh, your podcast wasn't up to my standards. No, yeah, <laughs> I apologize. No. Or should I? No, not... Go ahead. No, no, I was just saying it's my bad, too. So, like, uh, I, sh- I should have been more upfront about it, too. Yeah, that's always a fun way to start an episode where we're just like, <laughs> socially, I'm sorry about what I did to you. <laughs> oh, let's air it out, dude. I feel I feel the sexual tension in the air, dude. So I know there's real problems in the world, but those aren't mine. This one is mine. <laughs> nice, nice. How long were you waiting to use that? Uh, you know, I got I got a few of these loaded up. I think we can we can work <laughs> through a little bit. Um. Do you want to hear Quinn's promo again? God, no, but play it. Okay. (laughs) You tell me when you're tapped out. This is like the fourth time we're playing this on the podcast, but I love it so much. Hey, guys, it's Quinn. Got a bit of an update on the podcast. As you know, we've been doing an hour-long episode once a week every week, and we're going to make a slight adjustment to that. Um, We will no longer be doing them as one hour-long episode. Instead, what we're going to do is we're going to release five short episodes. Like, the things he emphasizes are so weird, too. Five to ten minutes long about... Some will be a little longer, but that's going to be around that range. Um... And we're just, we're still going to release them the same place we've always released them. So, At one point, like... Amazon Probably about music, the minute in Mark, website, he just sort of like starts questioning his own website. statements. And uh, if you liked the podcast before, thank you for that. And you'll probably still like it. <laughs> if you didn't like the podcast before, or if you, you thought, oh, it's almost where I wanted it to be, maybe you'll like it now. Give it a listen. Let us know. You know, reach out to us on social media. Uh, our handle on Facebook and Instagram is ttmwf pod so let us know what you think and if you like the podcast subscribe rate review i think those are the same thing i'm not really sure tell your friends about the podcast also that's the biggest thing anyone can do um but thank you for listening and hope you like the stuff we're doing i love it so much god 
God. There's just like so so many random pauses in there. It's like so thank you for listening. <laughs> and the thing is too, he the hat he's wearing, like it's it's the least appealing. Like there's no energy in the video, and then he he just he he looks terrible in it. Like it it would have been better release his audio for sure. But Oh man, that that just makes me want to listen to his podcast even more. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dying for this uh, five around that five minute mark podcast. Oh man, so uh, are you are you still working on animation stuff? Yeah, I'm, I'm actually working on it right now. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm still trying to like uh, finish up episode six of Max and Friends, and this and will be the last one for now. And then, like, uh, we will see uh, what will happen afterwards, uh, whether or not we develop it into a pilot. Uh, I don't think we talked about this, though, but, uh, like, did I tell you about the, the app uh, situation, about the meeting I had? No. Oh, okay. I saw so, you like, I told some Tom- stuff. What's up? I saw you posted some stuff on, like, Facebook, but I didn't. What's going no, on? No, yes. So, uh, so after the uh, article was written about the cartoon, wait, hold on, uh, hold on. Actually, I don't think you had started Max and Friends when you were on the pod last time. So do you want to tell? Oh yeah, people, no, like, yeah, you're right. What it I, is it, 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 uh, that is interesting. Yeah, like no. Uh, so Max and Friends is a web series, an animated web series I created during quarantine. Uh, I've always wanted to create my own animated show, so I just said this, like you know, with everything shut down, I might as well be productive. And I taught myself how to animate in a week. And then a week later, I uh, created my first episode. I got a bunch of uh, comedians to provide their voices. And uh, the story follows this guy named Max as he adopts three dogs. And they deal with a, a life-changing event. And it's just how they navigate through it together. And you, how did you teach yourself? Like, I took just- a... <laughs> I, I signed up for that website Skillshare. Because mm-hmm. it was like the only like I mean I'm pre- I'm pretty sure if I went to, in more in depth with YouTube I could have found something for free, but like I signed up for the free I, I still okay I'm 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 kind of confusing myself like I signed up <laughs> for this free uh 14 day trial of Skillshare, uh, and I basically took like the, the the software class uh, for Adobe Animate, and then a week later after I got everything I needed I canceled the free trial, <laughs> 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 and. Uh, yeah, so then like after I was like, all right, I, I think I got the hang of this. And as soon as I got done with that, I, I immediately started on episode one. Nice. And so you've done six, or this is going to be the six, but you had this <laughs> this pitch meeting after episode five? Yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah, so the, the, uh, there's five episodes out right now with six being in production as we speak. Uh, so basically what happened was I... Me and my executive uh, partner uh, or producer reached out to this one web series uh, website that that covers like it's kind of like the the, the best website that covers like uh, independent web series. And we just asked if they were interested in, in doing an article on our cartoon. And they actually said, yeah. And we they released the they wrote this really long article on us, uh, g- gave us a lot of praise. And the <clears throat> the week of they they sent it to me, or the week of they sent it to us, the the guy that wrote it was just like, hey, we're gonna release the article after uh, this web series uh, chat we have on Twitter every week. So nice. we like me and Marty Lang, the the executive producer, we jumped on that uh, Twitter thread, and the discussion was on this new app called Rizzle, 
And basically what Rizzle is, it's it's like the TikTok for storytellers. Okay. Uh, they're tr <clears throat> like a much, much more shorter version of uh, Quibi where each episode's up to 60 seconds. Mm -hmm. And uh, so like as the discussion was going on, uh, this producer for, for the app jumped in the thread too and just started uh, like uh, like answering questions about the app. So I saw that. I like I, I looked up the guy's information, saw his personal website, uh, found his personal email, and I just shot him a cold email, just like uh, just just asking, like, "Hey, is it cool if we just uh, meet up?" You know, I saw I saw that you worked for College Humor too, so like I'd love to see how you got to where you're at uh, at this point in your career. Nice. And he immediately and yeah, and he replied back. He's like, "Yeah, man, definitely." Is he local? And then he, uh, uh, no, he's in New York. Okay. Um, so. He uh, and at the end of his email, he was just like, "Hey, if you have any things you want to pitch to the app, uh, here's a here's a sheet. Here here's a document. We'll look it over, and uh, we'll see what you know. We'll talk about it later." So I looked at the I looked at the document. Why are you like gasping for air? Did, <laughs> no, <did you> just... <laughs> I'm that fat. No, I'm I'm burping. I'm, I'm gassy. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, like, Jesus, what are you, why are you so winded right now? Oh, good. Because I'm you're talking just telling a, lot, a story. Fat. That's what you're supposed to do for your job. <laughs> uh, no. So <laughs> now, now I'm self-conscious about it. <laughs> well, it doesn't help to you're in a room full of darkness too. Like, why? Why is it that you work in like? Is that blue light or what's going on? It's a blue in light. It's a blue light. It's an LED light. I can control the different colors. Would you like me to change the colors for you, Adam? Not really, because that just like encourages <laughs> you to use it more. <laughs> like I does it help, <laughs> does it help with like animating or is it just no? It's just, it just I don't know. I like I, I just think, like out of all the colors, like this is like the most like one it like looks decent in. So it, it's just like whenever I'm streaming on Twitch, like with the webcam, like, it just makes it look a little bit more presentable. Gotcha. Um, but no, like so <clears throat> I talked to my executive producer and then we decide we develop a like we we, we were talking and we we're like i don't know if uh this app would want max and friends or i don't know like the exclusivity deal if like you know if we have to sell it or if we would own it so me and <clears throat> me and uh marty we went like in an hour or two we just created a an entirely new storyline like for a brand new cartoon and we were going to pitch that then the following the day of the meeting we uh, I emailed the guy and just like, hey, like, uh, do you mind if I send you some uh, stuff that we've been working on just to get an idea of like what we bring to the table? And he was just like, sure. So we sent him over. But Max kind of and funny if he was just like, no. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, no, fuck you. And no, by the way, the meeting you're lucky canceled. to even be having this meeting. <laughs> uh, he uh, he uh, like he, I emailed it over to him. And then when the meeting starts, he's like, I, he's like, he really liked Max and friends. And he wants to bring it to the app. Like oh, uh, he wants me to cut it up into like 12 uh, one minute episodes. Have you thought about and cutting it into like, like five, five to 10 minute podcasts that get released throughout the week? <laughs> <laughs> and if you, and if you listen to it and then create you. a promotion video, <laughs> yeah. Hey guys, hey guys, got a bit of an update on the podcast. <laughs> 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 Sorry, I keep interrupting. No, 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 you're fine. You're fine. So, you're fine. what was the uh, final outcome? Uh, so we're uh we're gonna bring the 
we we have to go do another meeting but like me and marty agreed that we're going to bring max and friends to the app we own the ip Mm -hmm. uh we like uh like so whatever we want to do with max and friends uh we'll do it they're going to pay us an amount to bring it to their app and uh how much are you going to make after taxes (laughs) <laughs> next to nothing. <laughs> it's super uh, personal. Next to, uh, next to uh, no, like no, you uh, don't need to answer they, that. Obviously, no, no, no. It's cool. Like it's it's not a, like it, they are still the thing is like they're the the app is a year old. Again, it's called Rizzle, and they have like 15 million users worldwide. Mm-hmm. And like they're huge in India right now because TikTok is banned in India. Okay, so. Like even though like uh, the payment isn't as high as w- what we wanted, uh, it's still something. And then also too, like, it's like we're kind of getting in the ground level. And like the the cool thing about it is one that there really isn't any animated stories on the app. Uh, and two, like if if you're like if if you're actually brought on to, uh, if you're actually like if you pitch an idea and they and they like uh, approve it, they're gonna like promote the fuck out of your uh cart or sh- show. Nice. So like and then on top of that like you get Don't free access to all though, these please. different uh classes uh, like writing, like acting, directing and all all this other stuff. Nice. So why is TikTok banned in India? Uh China. Cuz like uh cuz of the whole like uh stealing data from China. Okay. Is it banned in China too? No. <laughs> it's a Chinese owned uh uh company. Okay. So they like, it, it was almost banned in America. Yeah, that's true. Jesse Warren was going to lose his mind. And his, uh, yeah. Dragon video. <laughs> yeah, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there's, you said 15 million users, and yeah, if you get it all cut up and stuff, like, they're going to promote it, and... Yeah, I, I didn't mean so, to make this into like a business meeting. By the way, like we don't. We no, don't you're fine. To... No, the thing is, like, this was my first actual pitch meeting. So, like, I, I never like, uh, like, so for me, it was kind of like it was interesting to be a part of like a, a general meeting to like discuss, like, actually like, bringing something to like some t- someone's network. Was it so, all I, over like Zoom? Yeah, it was like it was through like Google Meets, like, okay. or Google Hangout, whatever. But it was still it was still cool. Did it? Did that make it kind of weird at all, or? No, it like it was. I felt. I mean, like with all the like Zoom meetings I've had in the past, like it, it felt pretty natural. Like I'm starting it wasn't to get a gassy big, right now too. Yeah, it's like, like you got the cum in your throat. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh, that caught me off guard. <laughs> um. Okay, so the meeting <laughs> the meeting went well. <laughs> yeah. Like, what was the pitch meeting like? Uh, like, uh, basically it was him, like, uh, he, uh, he, he was really excited. Uh, it, it was him introducing what Rizzle is about, like, uh, his background. Uh, and then it went into like, uh, he, uh, us talking about Max and friends. Oh, th- then he, like, before that, he asked me like what inspired Max and friends just to get a good idea. Uh, and then how Marty got involved with the project. And then from there, it, we went into the discussion about like how much it would cost to bring uh, the app or the, the the show over to uh, the app, and even like, like I said, I was a little, I was a little like I was I was a little underwhelmed with the amount of money mm-hmm. uh, that was offered. Uh, they are a new company, and like uh, they 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 
I, I, I get it. So like, uh, I understand that there's, they're still on the ground floor too, but for me, it's like, uh, even, even though the money kind of sucked, uh, for based upon amount of work that I put into it, like I still see the upside of like, uh, this reaching a, a wider market. Uh, and if they're going to promote the cartoon, uh, I, I see no problem with that. Yeah. I mean, so. you were, you were already promoting the cartoon without realizing it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> didn't, pretty, pretty. weren't you like on YouTube promoting it and you didn't realize like you thought you paid $30 to promote the com- cartoon uh, and then no. you found out it was daily that it wasn't even that cartoon oh, okay. <laughs> which kind of sucked <laughs> it was it was the butterflies in the hood yeah. but <laughs> like you... i just like oh, the funny thing like, this was just me like trying something and failing i i basically figured like uh, i thought uh that if i promote the cartoon to a certain demographic in la like some type of intern or like somebody from the industry would see it. Mm-hmm. And then like that, that would like, so that, that was my uh, point. <laughs> I of, thought you were going that a was completely my... different angle with that. Like I thought oh, because no. it's butterflies in the hood, I thought you're like, if I picked out a certain demographic in Los Angeles, <laughs> like... <laughs> in Los Angeles, yeah. preferably Compton yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or Long Does, Beach, did you California. Just type in the hood. In, in like the demographic thing for you two. Google knows what's up. <laughs> That's, That's cool so though. <laughs> Dude, I'm actually, uh, uh, I'm reading this book right now. I know you're big on reading and books, but oh, yeah, uh, definitely, yeah. it's, it's by Scott McCloud and it, it's like all about comics and, and stuff, but it was written in 2000 and he, there's a huge, like there's two chapters just on digital comics and like how the internet is going to revolutionize. Like this was 20 years ago, but the guy basically predicted everything that's happened. Yeah. Yeah. But one of the things he talked about was the scalability of like, you know, cartoons or self like self artists through like Patreon, things like that, where you don't need to be making like a per unit, um, return like you would through like an, like if you sold it to a network or whatever, they're going to end up, you know, using that to bring in ad revenue and yeah, like whatever they're going to give you is really, I don't know what percentage it would be of what it's worth to them, but it's a very small, say it's 10%. But if you own the content and deliver it right to the end user, like you're, transaction fee might be 10% on every dollar that you make, but you keep 90 cents on the dollar. So like you just need the audience, which yeah. it's, it's what people are doing with Patreon. Like it's a dollar a user, but if you get 5,000 users a month, like that's a that's complete $5, way to dollars a month. Yeah. Like imagine how much food you would eat with $5,000. <laughs> how many <laughs> McDoubles can I acquire? <laughs> Uh, with five thousand dollars, he predicted all of that in like two thousand. It's really that was a book that Nikita recommended to me, and it's it's actually really good. You can just add what's it. To it the what, list. What's it like reading all these books and not applying it to your career? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I do. I mean, it's just for me. Like with all my content, I sort of look at stuff like, uh, and this is just where I'm at right now, but like. Amazon didn't, they weren't making money for a very long time. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And they sort of got to a place where like they were so necessary for all their customers that they were able to implement Prime and then have that cash flow each year. And you're kind of crazy if you don't have Prime. So like, I guess my my goal is just to continue bringing value to people. And then when I feel like it's at a decent enough scale, that might be where I ask for donations or something. But like, I'm, I'm really, I think when you bring the dollar into anything creatively, it changes it. So like, I'm just trying to make something that's really cool and not having money in that equation, I think makes it more fun and, and just there's less more to free. think about. Yeah. <clears throat> I didn't get yeah. into creative stuff to get rich or famous. I got into it for the pussy. No, like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> for that wet ass pussy. <laughs> like I, I just, I don't know. It's if, if I wanted to make money, I would go work a corporate job and like, try and climb the ladder but like it's uh, that's not what life's about for life's some people it journey. is but then they for some end people up it with is like, but then when they get all the money and then like they look back on their life they're just like ah what the fuck was i doing it was interesting because uh rogan was on ari shafir's podcast this week and he was uh-huh. talking about like the money he got for the spotify deal like the hundred million dollars and sort of what that does for his life and he <laughs> it's almost like he views stuff now as like a minimalistic type person would like, he's like, I don't, none of my possessions matter to me anymore because I can just replace them, which is <laughs> like, Damn. like it's, it's badass, But at the same time, he's like, I, it's more freeing to like not be tied down. If I buy something and I really care about it, like, you know, yeah. but you know, that means you have to make a hundred million dollars and, and fine. Yeah, no, I, I totally, you know what? It's, it's crazy. Like <clears throat> I have these visions of like where I see myself, like, uh, like where, where I see myself like years from now or like down the road in my career. And, uh, like part of that vision is to be a millionaire. Uh, but then like, I, I hear stories about the Joe Rogan, like hundred million, de- uh, millionaire or a hundred million deal. And I'm just like, why, why can't, why can't I achieve that? So like, I'm, I'm in my mind, it's like in the future, like He's I have the mindset looking. that I'm going to be like a, a multimillionaire. He's definitely better just, looking in better shape, <laughs> <laughs> arguably smarter. Yeah. One, one, and then once I, once I get there, I'll just started uh, younger. In his career. <laughs> I, I just think, dude, I mean, we've talked about it a bunch of times before. Like I'm just trying to have as much fun as I can. Like I, when I got into doing all this stuff, I was in a really like crappy place mental health wise and God, it helps so much looking at you on this camera than me. Cause I know how creepy I look all the time, <laughs> but just to not, I'm looking at me too. Just yeah. so you know, <laughs> you, you turned it off. Of it. Yeah. You're looking at yeah. yourself. I'm, I'm looking at myself. No, I'm, jo- I'm it was okay. a fucking joke. I, okay. I, I can see both, both of us. Yeah. I can, I can see like a little me, but a very large you, which isn't, you know. <laughs> which is normal. <laughs> <laughs> But like I was, I was in such. Artie Lang said this once. He was like, the whole like happiness of doing comedy and creative stuff is like just the, the getting away from the boredom, like not being bored anymore. And for me, like when I'm creating stuff or doing shit like this, I'm just not. 
in my head I'm not unhappy. I'm I'm not depressed and like I don't think I've really been depressed since I started, you know, doing what I'm doing. And That's good. Like obviously prostitutes help, but like it <laughs> <laughs> Um but like <laughs> Anyway. Um I got a couple like Actually, I was listening to Stanhope's podcast, and there was this advertisement that kind of reminded me of my ads. I wanted to play it for you. Okay. Have you ever been arrested for driving while intoxicated? What you gonna do? Then Kevin Brown is the lawyer for you. Hey, what am I doing over there? Jim and I, you could pulling me over. For what? I'm going to call my attorney. What's his name again? If you've ever been inebriated, then Kevin Brown will take your case. Come to Kevin Brown. He'll get you off. Kevin Brown and my motherfucking... I'll call my attorney. You're going to tase me? I'll tase you, motherfucker. Kevin Brown. He'll tase you with the law. That's how I, I need to like amp up my ads. Um, make it more again. Yeah. Like, uh, add music and dynamic. shit. Uh, yeah. Funny. Like you can, you can find music on YouTube. Like, uh, I was like, uh, I got a, I actually got a composer now from, from my cartoons and shit for all my future projects. Really? Yeah. Like, uh, the guy and another thing too is like when because I, I had to cut up uh the first three episodes into 12 uh one minute parts uh i had to strip away all the music for it because of the youtube licensing thing mm-hmm. and uh the, the the composer matt jorgensen that i met doing short films in seattle uh he, he offered like he's been offering to do making like uh make compose the music for me so so can you not have any kind of other music on your stuff on YouTube? Uh, <clears throat> it, it depends. Like, like, like I, like whenever I'm like, uh, picking like, uh, like for, for my cartoons on YouTube, I usually just stick with the YouTube, uh, library just mm-hmm. cause it's like, it doesn't get flagged for anything. Uh, but the, the, the more that I'm starting to dive down into like really producing original content, the more I, I'm actually like looking to like get like original stuff made for, for the cartoons. Okay. So if like you just busted out butterflies in the hood with. That song was so stupid. <laughs> it was so catchy back in 05. I had I like high school. I had huge um, subwoofers in my truck when I was in high school. And my brother like played golf at this golf course and I hated having to drive him. So whenever I drove him, <laughs> I would play that song <laughs> as loud as I could. And the bass was so loud, dude. Like you could hear it from like a mile away. And one day, like, I came in, and my mom sat me down, and she's like, the people at the golf course called me, and um, (laughs) (laughs) you cannot do that with the the hip-hop music anymore, (laughs) and that's so funny. It was so funny. Like, I'm pretty sure 
gun to my head, I would say that my brother just like told her that I was doing it and she made up that story. Because it seems very strange that like someone from the golf course would would call would call my mom about like that music, For the hip hop music, <laughs> the hip hop music. Dang, that's so funny, dude. Yeah, uh, that's, that's that's really funny. Yeah, it was really funny. Um, God, well, oh, I was curious. Uh, Quinn and I were talking last night. Did you ever drive drunk? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> a couple like, when well, you were in the Navy? Uh before the Navy, uh underage. Uh yeah, like, those, those like looking back on it now, I'm like, man, those are fucking like, stupid ass ideas. Uh I even wanted to uh drive uh or ride my bike home like from a bar really drunk. But then my buddy's like, "No, you'll you'll get a DUI." I'm like, "For a bike?" Yeah. And then, you like, can get them on rollerblades, dude. Did you know that? I, I, I didn't know that. Anything like, uh, with I, wheels. Now I know about the bike. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. It, you so, had to, didn't like recently you had to take a, like an Uber, like. Yeah. No. Yeah. Dude. Like, so like this, uh, this comedian who will remain nameless, like, uh, well, uh, here's my thing. I always feel if you don't really care for your life or if you do things, uh, that jeopardize your life, you're definitely not going to like care about my life. Like, uh, so basically, uh, we did this show about two, three hours away from Seattle. Uh, we get there and like the, the guy that drove us, uh, the comedian that drove us, like it was drinking. And, uh, like at the end of the show, like he's like, all right, let's, let's, let's start driving back. And like, uh, he's like, all right, let's go to McDonald's. And like, he was buzzed and like, he was kind of swerving, like, uh, getting the McDonald's. And I was just like, yo, dude, let me drive. That must have been a like, tough what? decision for you at that moment. Cause you're like, McDonald's <laughs> are so close. <laughs> like, I want McDonald's, but I really want my life. Uh, so you no, offered so to take the keys. I was like, yeah, let me, I was just like, let me drive. And he's just like, no one's driving my car. And I was just like, I'm just like, really dude? Like, let me just fucking drive. And, and like, uh, he drove to like, he drove us to this, like the seven 11, and I just said, you know what? Fuck it. Like uh, he was kind of, he was kind of swerving. I'm not like, uh, I'm not going to risk it. So like, I called the Uber to drive like three hours away back to, uh, back to which I'm called Seattle. And Which you were um, like two hours away, right? Yeah. About, how, yeah. About how much like two, was two the or three Uber? hours away. How, what's up? How much was the Uber? Well, here's the thing. Like, uh, so I get there and then this one, uh, like th- th- this one car pulls up next to us, like full of people. And that was an Uber. And uh, the guy gets out and he's like, oh, yeah, we're just doing a beer. Run. And he sees me. And he's just like, hey, man, what's up? Just randomly. He just says, what's up to me? And I'm just and I, and I was just, like, hey, man, I'm just waiting for an Uber. He's like, really? And, and I tell him the situation. Like, this is just like completely random. Like, I tell him the situation. He's like, oh, I hope you guys get better. Or, I hope you figure it out. Gets his beer and they take off for a little bit. And as I'm waiting for the, the Uber to show up, uh, th- that same car comes back and was just like, yo, we, we heard your story. And if you have cash, this guy will take you, uh, this guy will drive you to, uh, to your place. Okay. And I was just like, all right, cool. So I pulled out cash. It, 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 honestly, it saved me. Uh, it saved me probably about 50, 60 bucks by paying this guy directly with cash. How much was it total though? That was about, like, about 150, 200. How much did you make for the gig? 
Fucking like 30 or 40. <laughs> <laughs> you net minus 160. <laughs> yeah, for the, for the gig. But I, uh, I was but curious. The though, like that are priceless. Yeah, exactly. The comedy memories. But like when you were younger, because you said you drove drunk. Like, did you ever feel like you drove better drunk than you did sober? I drive better drunk than you do sober. <laughs> It's a <laughs> uh, no, uh, no, not necessarily. Like I drive better. I would like oh. when I, whenever I was high or drunk, I was just always paranoid. Like, uh, so like I, I never liked doing it. Like other people have time. different opinions on this. Like some people think because when I'm sober, right, I think I can make it through the red light. Go. <laughs> So dude, just so you know, like the songs like cut out like halfway through. Really? On my end. Yeah, like oh, so I, I, I only hear clips of it. That's pretty funny though, still. It it comes yeah. through on mine fine, but for sure. <laughs> uh no, like I, I so, had like all I'll, of these I'll tell, you, I'll tell you this story. I'll tell you this. Uh one time, like uh, because I, I grew up in San Diego and I had a buddy that uh lived next to SDSU. He had a party one night. And like, cause yeah, he lived right next to campus. So there, there was always cops around, but like I got high at his house. Uh, I got drunk at his house and I like, I only lived about 10, 15 minutes away from where he lived. So I'm like, all right, I'm just going to take a chance and get drive home. As I'm driving down this long, narrow road, this cop pulls up right behind me. And like, he's just, he's just like following me. I'm like, oh fuck. Like I'm fucked. And then, uh, out of nowhere, this this other car just speeds right fucking like down the road right next to me. The cop <laughs> gets off me and fall and chases him. So saved like, uh, it saved me, dude. Like it was uh, that and that, at that moment I was just like, oh, I gotta be more careful. <laughs> Have you like, did you ever get busted with like weed or anything? No, never, dude. I I don't know if I've ever told you some of these. Like there was. This was a long time ago, like, man, I was, like, definitely high school still, and my, one of my buddies, like, had come across, like, a lot of mushrooms, and so he gave each one of us, like, a decent amount of them, and I was at, like, I was in a church parking lot, some shit was going down, you know, that type of deal, and um, waiting for somebody to come through, and a cop car like it, the stuff is in my lap, like just, it, and it was a lot, like, I don't know if it was an ounce, but it was a lot of them in a cop car. As I'm just sitting there, like drives right past the hood of my car, like, like right in front of my car, like through the parking lot. And for like the split second, I thought to myself, like, I'm going to have to eat all of these. Like, <laughs> like, and I, I mean, you've seen super troopers, right? Like yeah, yeah, where yeah. like it would have been the worst life experience ever, <laughs> but I think it was the most I ever had. Like my asshole pucker up just from <laughs> that. And then there was one time in high school where I was with this girl and we, you know, we had made, did you ever make like a pipe out of like, um, Apple or whatever it, we would always use like my, my dad's tools. <laughs> so like, <laughs> like, uh, I guess an Allen wrench thing or I don't know tools. <laughs> obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, like, you fucking made it out of an Allen wrench. <laughs> yeah, no, I can't. I don't yeah, think that, yeah. um, 
a socket wrench. Like yeah, we would use yeah. that and then a pen and like duct tape it together. So you'd have like kind of a, a mechanism. And so we were on this dirt road somewhere. It was super romantic. And we'd use that and sort of like instinctively, I just, I threw the thing out, like just out the window. Once we were done with it, I was like, well, we don't need to carry this around. Like it's my dad, my dad has plenty of tools <laughs> and uh, yeah, we had, you know, the rest of the weed and we were just laying there like sort of blitzed in the car. And then I like my eyes were closed and all of a sudden there was a knock at the window and it was two cop cars, like just or two cops standing there and it's, <laughs> it scared the shit out of me. And I don't know if you've ever been really messed up talking to the police, <laughs> but wow. it's like, it's the worst person for you to be talking to when you're messed up. It's like you totally overcorrect and like you're, you're as polite as possible. But the guy, like he ended up going into the bushes, like over by where I threw it, but he never found what it was. And we ended up like they never checked the car or anything like that, so we skated free. But nice, that's that's because you're white. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's nice. definitely that. It was a very you know nice funny? car. You know, it's funny. Like I I I think I'm a bitch. Uh, I got like uh, the only reason I think I'm a bitch is because like I'm always like yeah, if I'm ever in the position where like cops pulls me over, I'm just gonna be like I'm just gonna be like I'm just gonna do this. I'm just gonna do that. Uh, one time. As I was driving home from laughs, uh, I was crossing the 520 bridge mm-hmm. and I saw this, I, I saw this SUV just fucking tailgate me. And it's like a, it's like a 40 to 60 mile per hour. Like lip. I it's a what weird exactly. bridge. Like yeah, it's, it's narrow and like, it feels like you're yeah. going fast on it. Yeah. So like the guy like starts tailgating me. So I speed up like, so I'll, cause I, I, I think he just wants to get around me. And, and then like, as soon as I speed up, like the lights turn on and I'm like, Oh fuck. Like, uh, I'm getting pulled over. And then I immediately start thinking about all the unarmed <laughs> shooting, <laughs> <laughs> all the unarmed, uh, like black people getting killed. <laughs> yeah. It, and then I'm, I'm just nervous like i like i'm pretty much i'm nervous as if i am guilty like, as if i am trying to just and, but that the, person of but, color yeah and, and uh fortunately the like the cop was just really like fucking chill he's just like relax it's okay <laughs> <laughs> and uh and yeah no he let me go did you see what's going on like at the parks in seattle right now the uh-uh. like, cal anderson park um, I was talking to Dallas Chang yesterday. Shout out. Shout out. D shout Chang. out Dallas Chang. And, uh, he was mentioning, like, I guess I, I have stopped watching the news, but I guess the police are going in there and like taking all the homeless people out of the park and a bunch of like white people like immediately came in with their dogs and like Frisbees and shit and like started enjoying the park again. But that was the whole, like, the last sort of section of, um, what was the, the encampment called or whatever the, like, uh, like, are you saying like, it was like the last major, like homeless, like gathering type of thing? No, like what was the thing that in Seattle, they like blocked off where they like, yeah, it was the last piece of like Chaz that 
to my knowledge, it was like left, and then they waited until Christmas and like like evacuated. <laughs> they ruined those homeless people's Christmases. I'm dude. I'm so glad I don't live around that area. Like, I lived right next to the Starbucks that they knocked the windows out and went and looted it and shit. And shit. like, it just is such a weird section of the city too, where like you got all these Amazon people down there, and then like. When I moved here originally, that area of the city was really cool. Now it's just like everything feels like just like one big Trader Joe's. Like it sucks. Yeah. But I don't know if you've spent any time down there. I don't really like uh, unless I'm doing comedy. I, I don't really go to Seattle. Like I, I stick around here in Kirkland. I really like Kirkland. I really like this neighborhood. I think this is probably the best place I've ever lived in my life. You Kirkland. found that the police are very welcoming there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, everything's within driving distance. So like uh, everything, everything's just really close. Everything's just, and there's like going to be like a movie theater opening up right around the corner. So and everything's good over here in Kirkland. The east side problems. <laughs> east side problems, baby. East side. <laughs> Pachola's over here so I can do his podcast, you know? Yeah. So, How's yeah. he doing? I haven't talked to him in a minute. He's really good. Uh, he, he's uh, still training MMA. Uh, but yeah, other than that, he's still good. He's good. Yeah, I got to catch up with him. I'm uh, I'm about to hop in the car, I guess, Thursday. Today's Monday. And going to do, hopefully, Wise Guys this next weekend down in Salt Lake. Nice. So Dave said Are they he, open? Yeah, it's, dude, Salt Lake is from what I've talked to my brother about, like it's wide open, dude. Like, like it, it's yeah. as if, and I've heard Boise sort of the same way. And I, I feel like I've been pretty good in what I've done so far in terms of like, I'm introverted. I'm not going to go out unless I'm doing comedy for the most part. And like, I'm not super interested in, in breaking that trend that I have going. Like I heard, the next three months are supposed to be the worst. So like, it's yeah. cool if people want to go out to restaurants and like do what they want to do that. I'm probably going to keep ordering groceries and like chilling at yeah. home. You know, I just restarted breaking bad. So like it's, I, <laughs> so I got like, good, six, I got six seasons to keep me like if I have an opportunity to do a socially distant show and check out wise guys, like, I don't know see how it is it. i mean yeah i i've been wanting i i've been wanting to do comedy again but it is what it is like especially with uh you know my situation i don't want to say it out here but like you know with my with my fiance like i don't i, I really don't want to risk it yeah no that's i luckily i have nothing in my life <laughs> <laughs> this laughter button just keeps going if i just leave it on too like you can hear the smattering of laughs yeah nice (laughs) so so what what, what's new like anything new with uh beefcake and butterball are you just uh still working on the the comic strip still are you going to make it into an animated series yet dude i like reading this it's sort of continued to reading this thing they call books. Uh, oh, <laughs> books. Power move. 
Um, I, I mean, we've talked about this a lot. I really like, I really like the form of written comics. Like I grew up enjoying them. I think they're a unique medium and I don't know, like the, the production aspect of like animation stuff is high and like, I don't, I don't think I really, this is just for my fans, dude. Like I, if people like my stuff, like they can watch this. Maybe if I get a big enough following to warrant it, like goddamn listeners will not follow us on, on Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) But if you start doing that, you know, that's potential. It's basically up to the people that follow me. Like I'm just putting flyers out and trying to see, you know, who's interested in it. So yeah, I'm not opposed. Like, I think what would be appealing is the, like, the aspect of writing long form for animation. If I was yeah. going to do something next, I think it would be, like, maybe see if I could sell an idea to, like, Fantagraphics to do, like, a book, like, you know, Thomas does. But, okay, I, dude, I have such good chemistry with Chase, and we have so much fun doing it. Like, I... Why, why ruin that? Yeah, no, that makes sense. And it, Dude, as long as you're doing, as long as you're doing what your creative instincts are telling you to do, that's all that matters. Everything else will fall into place. Yeah. What about my sexual ones? Yeah, never mind. You should, you should, you should like talk to someone about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, it just took a really sad turn right there. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think, I mean, I have, last one I sent you, I got 54 episodes written so far. So how many episodes are out? I think 32. Oh, nice. So you have a lot in the chamber. So yeah, I just, I wanted to get, maybe it was 36 actually. Yes. Yeah, 36, but I wanted to get ahead. Cause when standup comes back, I, I just really, the thing I miss most about standup is, like, I don't really miss the laughs like, like, like I miss laughs comedy club, but like the laughs, I don't, the like admiration, like adulation, like all that shit. I don't. Oh, you never got that to begin with. So you're fine. Yeah. But <laughs> I dude, the feeling of writing a joke and then testing it and, and like it working. And then you test it like a second place. It works again. Like the third place, like, when you and I went down to Tacoma, I was getting some of that. And it was, it was just so. It was a great feeling. It, I just love the hunt of it. Like it's always, yeah. you always have something to be doing and it's so visceral and right, like right there that I don't think I'll ever want to stop doing stand up. Like it's. I think, I think what, uh, for me, like stand up like, is always going to be there. It's just like, I, I feel like I'm going to be doing all these other creative things, but stand up is, is always the thing that I, I come back to because you're right. Like it, 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 that feeling of trying to like work out a new joke, trying to like, go, like go to different places to, to try them out just to see if, if, if it works, it, it's, it's fun. It, it's a, it's a good, it's a rush. So, all this other creative shit too makes you stronger. I think like, cause yeah. it, I think it makes you like break down like how your audience is seeing stuff. Like when you're doing standup, you have like, you have everything in front of you to like visually what you're saying, how you're acting things out, like the energy you have, 
uh, voice inflection, all this shit. And like with animation, I mean, you've worked with voice actors. Like there's so much that like voice acting is a skill set. Like it's, you're, you're literally acting. And I've, I didn't even realize when I started doing my advertisements, like how just flat my voice was. It, it just is my talking voice. And I've had to like work on that. It's, it's something that I've developed throughout the quarantine, but it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, you don't some dude, I don't know about you, but with creative shit, I'm in the dark. Like I'm just trying to put things together and hopefully they like they work. And I that, feel that, like that's, that's, that, that's pretty much all it is, is like uh, trying to figure, figure something out and hopefully it comes together. You're absolutely right. You're not the only one that's in the dark. Like, uh, the thing, like, uh, Those I, I took homeless this, people uh, outside the park are, <laughs> <laughs> The, I, 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 I like uh, I'm a Sorry. part of this like veterans in media and entertainment group, and there's this uh, guy that like this life coach slash entertainment lawyer slash something else. Uh, he, he does like a bunch of stuff, but like he, he he's like a personal coach. He's like a life coach, and I told him about like the like me like like taking the chance on on the web series. Uh, like because when I started, I didn't know where I was gonna go. All I knew that is just that the that's what I wanted to do at that moment in time. And I, and I told him, I was like, you know what? Like, you know, I'm putting all my resources into this project. I'm not even sure if it's going to like pay, pay off. I'm, I'm basically like taking a leap of faith uh, and like plunging into the darkness and like not knowing what's going on. And he's saying like, like what I'm in right now is called the passion zone. Like uh, everything will fall into place. Like you, you will meet the right people if you follow your, like your creative instincts, like people will start coming to you. Like, for example, my executive producer, he came along the person that wrote the article about me, he came along and that led to, uh, this opportunity with this app. And also too, as far as they taking that leap of faith, he was also saying that like that, that leap that like that step into the unknown is made up. Like, uh, that ledge that you create, uh, that you're going to fall off on. That's something that that's made up. That doesn't exist. Yeah. So, I feel like I push people away. <laughs> like, like well, as I'm I, working, like, I don't think you. I don't think you've ever pushed me away. Like uh, that. That's why it's so it's so shocking like, when I hear you say like that you're this and you're that. Like I think like if, if anything like you've been a good friend to me. Like uh, if anything like I've been trying to get away from you for the longest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just I think part of it is, you know, when I started doing stand up we were outside of a club one night and I was talking to you about like just trying to get better. And you asked me like, how much stand up are you doing? And I said, I don't know, like twice a week. And you looked at me and you're like, dude, you got to get up every night. Like, and yeah. I'm like, I don't think I can. And you're like, then, you know, you don't expect the results to be different than that. Like it's, it's, there are people out there that are getting up three to five times a night when in normal conditions and like that mentality that you had, not a lot of people that I came across had that. And I know like you had, when you were in San Diego and LA, like you were really grinding hard and sort of changed your mindset since then. Obviously like that's not the only way to do stuff, but like I needed 
that motivation to start taking it more seriously. And like, I started getting out of myself and like what you were saying that, that ledge, like it wasn't there. Like it, it was just self-made. And when I started, like one of the things I'm excited to work on is just like trusting that the audience is, is like, they want me to succeed too. You know, like it's yeah. so much of me initially going up there. It was like going into the lion's den. Like I, I hated the audience <laughs> and <laughs> I felt like they were just judging me. And so it's hard to be funny when you're feeling like, that way, feeling I on think, guard. Well, I think, uh, I don't know. Like, I don't think the audience is judging you. I think that's something that's in your mind. But comedy in general is the only form or I guess genre where like the action, I guess horror is, is in there too, but like you are creating a visceral physical reaction for the viewer consumer of it. Like drama, people might cry. They might not cry. Um, thrillers, people get really like into it and stuff, but like, you have to physically make them laugh. So it's a, it's a binary thing. Like they either laugh or they don't laugh. And there's levels to that. Like what type of laughter is it? And, and all that. But when it's not happening, it just feels like it, it's just feels like utter failure, you know? Yeah. But then they're yeah. really good guys too, that sometimes they're like to get you to the place they're trying to get you to. Maybe they don't want you laughing a couple of times and then you don't realize where you're at and they, you know, they catch you again. That That's something that I want to work on. It's just like uh, taking the audience with me wherever I want to go, mm -hmm. like emotionally, like uh, if I want to like keep it low, like one of the things that like when we did that uh, one show that will not be uh, spoken of uh, <laughs> the um, like Dave pulled me aside. He was just like, he's like one thing that you did really well, Mike was that like, you know, like you knew when to like loud and you, 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 yeah, you, you learned, you knew when, how to be dynamic. And uh, like, I didn't realize at the time, I didn't realize I was doing that, but it, it's true. Like basically that, like for me, the best like, comedy that I consume or some of my favorite is like the people that can control that dynamic. And like, uh, I try to emulate that. Like that's not I necessarily like, like steal the style, but like, it's just like, it's like, Oh, I, I, I see those as skill sets and I can apply it to my work. It's just technique. Technique, yeah, exactly. Like, I don't think, I, like, I've read this somewhere in a book that you didn't read, that like, <laughs> <laughs> the, like the Bible, <laughs> something, yeah. It, I, I, it's a paraphrase or whatever, but like, good artists like steal from other artists, but it's like yeah. stealing the technique and the approaches and stuff. They don't, they don't plagiarize. They just like see something that's really and you always talk about like some of the like chance of rapper, like music influences that you have and how that's influenced you just from like how you're going about your shit. And yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Bill Burr was talking on Bert's podcast, the Burt cast about how he learned dynamics and like he learned it from watching George Carlin and Sam Kinison. And it was super interesting, just like mic technique and shit. But when I saw you doing it, I just thought you were trying to eat the microphone. Like I thought you were really, <laughs> <laughs> I was hungry. 
<laughs> I was really hungry that I night, need you know? to like, eat. Uh, I haven't had I haven't had a McDouble in hours, so like uh <laughs> Dude, I have something in the hopper, by the way, that's gonna get you so good. I'm so excited about it. I've been I've been <laughs> hinting at this at you for a while, but if you don't like it, I'm gonna actually be kind of bummed out. So Okay. Keep your eyes open okay. for it. All right. Now, I'll, well, I'm Asian, so I won't be able to keep my eyes That's open. That's true. But uh, <clears throat> no, like, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think you're doing good stuff, dude. I think uh, you're you're trusting your creativeness, and as long as you're staying true to yourself, I think everything will come into place. So, dude, I'm I'm just stoked to like, just for change. Like, I just getting in the car. Like, dude, I'm down for a road trip right now. I got a few days off work gonna get in the car might do a solo cast which i've never done like i don't know how that'll be just podcasting from the car i might call some people but um got the setup all lined up this roadcaster is like life-changing man it's i'm super stoked on it and if we can incorporate videos sometimes like this i'm stoked on it and i i'm working on my dad and my uncle are supposed to do the pod together hopefully so that'll be be cool that one we'll see if i can get my uncle um he's up in alaska right now but we'll see nope that's dope yeah so should we end with this hey guys it's quinn got a bit of an update on the podcast (laughs) (laughs) hey buddy thanks for your time um anytime dude thanks for having me on man yeah i'll uh catch up with you later take it easy <laughs> Who banging on the Transformers? They get the most out Trick of ass niggas quick to tuck they tail. But fuck that, you know how we get. Can't get enough of this gangster shit. It's the All right, man, I'll talk to you later. All right, take it easy, buddy. See ya. I just make the way as I don't write them. I can hear the lyrics in my spirit as I write them. Why you wanna walk and talk just like them? I can't get caught up in all the hype and the excitement I just make the waves, I don't write them I can hear the lyrics in my spirit as I write them Why you wanna walk and talk just like them? I can't get caught up in all the hype and the excitement Welcome to my wave pool, my wave pool 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 Welcome to my wave pool, my wave pool. Welcome to my wave pool, my wave pool.